Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Galindo. I am the host for this week's First Year Experience podcast, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Gerson Salinas and Nady Rodriguez. And today we are joined by two very important, special, um, I guess, like co-workers that we've been working yeah, yes, with. Definitely. <laughs> uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, please do. Uh, my name is Crystal Marroquin. I am the orientation coordinator for both the Edinburgh and Brownsville campus. Hi, my name is Aisa Rodriguez, and I am the lead orientation leader at the Edinburgh campus. So we on the First Year Experience team have been joining you all with the virtual orientations for the past, it feels like, uh, 100 years, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's early, been early April. Yeah, early April, and wow. they've been so fun. Like, we were just talking about it, getting to talk to students, begging them to turn on those webcams. <laughs> yes. And now we're at a point, thank God, where we can start doing in-person orientations. Yes. So I guess, like, first question is, um, and then all of us can ask our own questions mm-hmm. after, but... Um, what can you tell us about in-person orientations? How are they going to be like done? And I don't know, how excited are you all for it? <laughs> well, one, very excited for sure. Um, we do have, so of course, we're still in a, in a weird limbo kind of space when it comes to in-person. Are we in-person? Are we fully? What's the regulations? All of the stuff. So we have only opened up four in-person orientation dates for now. I always say that for now yes. because things change very quickly. Um, for now, so it will be June the 12th, which is this weekend. This Saturday will be our first in-person orientation, uh, June 23rd, July 2014th, and July 24th. Um, July, tw- I mean, June 12th and June 23 will be on the Edinburgh campus. The 14th will be on our Brownsville campus, and uh, July 24th will be on Edinburgh again. Uh, we are not, or the max capacity for orientations right now for in-person will be 100 students to continue to enforce our social distancing, um, as well as um, making sure that we are following all any other guidelines that's required by the university and the state or the CDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for this first orientation that we are going to have this weekend, uh, our maximum capacity is going to be 75, just yes. for this first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to do a trial run. Yes. <laughs> um, as we know, a lot of us have been um, virtual and online and at home for a very long time. And so we're going to ease our way into coming into back it. into campus. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we'll increase again to about 100. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask um, because it seems new right now that we're going like, <laughs> yes. back, but it's something that we've been doing for a long time. So, like, yes. how is this new in person orientation going to be different from? the way we used to do them before we went online. So let me talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so we'd only really done in-person orientation up to 2019. So 2019 was the the last time that we had an in-person orientation. Uh, Due to the pandemic, we actually had a whole orientation prepared um, on, and then we'll never, like the week before they sent us home or a couple of weeks, we were just two weeks out from our first orientation in 2020 so um we were we had to turn you know months of work into an online uh version but we did learn a lot about what students want we're learning about what um the needs are what's important what we what we can move around and what we can make better and so the biggest difference uh from uh orientation before 2020 um would have been that uh, we had group uh, advising before so you'd be in a classroom with about 20 other students and an advisor would be walking around talking to you a little bit about more uh, more about that um what we've learned from the pandemic and what we've been doing even now for our virtual students and students that are going to be doing in person is that we've now uh 
given students the opportunity to be able to do advising one-on-one. So every student meets with their academic advisor for at least 45 minutes um, and talks over about their classes, what they need, and what's going on forward for that. That's one of the biggest changes um, to orientation. As well as the number of people that... Right, the number of people. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) But like we were saying before we started the podcast, it's going to be a bit more intimate, right? Like the experience. Yeah, more... I I mean, again, I mentioned 20. uh, That would have been 20 out of... Normally, I think an orientation in person would have had about 400 students. So it was big. You know, we had our our, our theaters ready and all of that. And uh, for these... We're going to be using our lecture hall, so students will not only get an opportunity to uh, experience a smaller orientation or more intimate with one-on-one conversations with both students and faculty and staff, um, but they'll also get to experience some of our bigger lecture halls. So if they do have a, let's say, I'm trying to think of which class would be in a big classroom like that. A biology. Like a biology, biology, biology class. A little bit maybe I say. Yeah, one of those. So they'll see, they'll see our, our lecture halls. And of course... Also, we're getting bigger classrooms to accommodate for social distancing, but um, students will be able to see more of what they could, where they could potentially be having class as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and within this like new whole COVID <laughs> in-person orientation, uh, as we were mentioning earlier, we are going to have smaller sessions with our OLs and the FYE gurus. So students will have a more intimate conversation with them and they'll be able to ask questions and it'll be easier for them to make friends with smaller groups. I think it'll give uh, students that are maybe a little bit more introverted an opportunity to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, when you're the bigger groups, the louder voices are technically the ones that are heard a little bit yes. more. And I think this one gives an opportunity for like, hey, it feels not it won't be necessarily one on one, but it will be a lot smaller. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe some of our, our more introverted students will will come I appreciate out. it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree. I, I, as someone who's introverted, there's like a way where it's almost like more anxiety when you do it over Zoom. And also, <laughs> when, I was, when I did my orientation, I remember I had a friend from high school that was like, hey, let's schedule orientations at the mm-hmm. same time. And, you know, we didn't talk in high school, but now we're like, <laughs> we'll talk, we'll at least know each other yeah. and we'll have someone to like be with and like not feel so alone. And like, that helped a lot, and like I definitely feel like if if students are in that predicament right now, especially with COVID, and they're just scared, like oh great, I'm gonna have to do a Zoom like mm-hmm. orientation, and I'm like I don't know anyone, and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Now they'll be able to like go to an in person. Right. One. Well, even in person, I think, um, and one of the the pieces that I miss the most, uh, being able to coordinate orient both. I've you know I've been at the university for a while, so planning in person orientations and then having to switch to. Uh, virtual I think my biggest was like how do people make friends virtually I'm just not part of that you know (laughs) it's just it's hard especially when you're in a room you are technically in breakout rooms in our virtual sessions but you can't have a private conversation like you can't talk to the person next to you yeah and say like hey are you nervous too or like what what classes did you sign up for turn on your mic ever (laughs) (laughs) everyone can hear and I think it'd be borderline creepy to send somebody a direct message in the chat like yeah. yeah, and if you type in the chat, anyone can see what you're typing. So it uh-huh. is a little more difficult to make friends in that aspect. I mean, students still find ways, right, yeah. uh, through social media and stuff like that. But yeah, I believe in-person orientation will allow them to make more friends and you know see some familiar faces around campus once they do get back to the fall. For sure, and it sounds yeah. exciting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just to like make new friends because also like. 
Uh, I don't know if it's ever happened to you guys. I know it's definitely happened to me when I was doing like my basic classes and I made friends there. And it's like now I never see them. I know nothing about right. them. Like, yes. and I'm like every now and then, that person helped me find my class. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. the original like group of friends yeah. that you yeah. made. The first yeah. friends that you made. It's in it. Yeah. I mean, I think that'll be that'll be. I think the biggest takeaway. Um, of course, the information that you learn at orientation is also very important. <laughs> oh yes, um, but you get you get those reminders throughout your your college career. The, the relationships is something that you can't teach, mm-hmm. yes. um, and so that's I think that's something that is just what you when you can't get if you're not in person. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think it's also a good introduction back to um, you know fall being in person. And you know, going back to the events and and really interacting with with more humans again, yes. other than your immediate circle or pods that we were in for a year. And so, um, I think it'll be a good transition for students. It'll be, again, a small group of ten yes. mm-hmm. is better than going into a classroom with fifty. Yeah, that's so scary. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It'll and give so them a little taste of yeah. what's to come in Just the fall your feet wet. Yeah. and let them branch out, meeting new people. Uh, just get familiar again with, you know, making friends. Maybe perhaps they'll have classes with them in mm-hmm. the fall. So it's a good opportunity it's to just introduce them to what's to come for fall 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the virtual tours are great. But, like, <laughs> yes. I, I, again, I love everything that, like, we've pioneered through, like, <laughs> Zoom. But just being on campus, seeing everything to scale, like, being like, that's the liberal arts building. That's where you're going to be. That's, like, the science building. That's where you're going to yeah. be. Like, it's a whole different experience. Like, I think you get so much more excited and you get so much like I don't know you look forward more like to the fall you see yourself Mm -hmm. like you're there and you're like I I see myself here like I can see Mm -hmm. myself having lunch at that table Mm -hmm. with my friends the other day or the next day or whatever um and yeah you're right I mean I think one of the one of the most common questions that we get before a tour or after it's just or after students register, will I make it from one class to the yes. next <laughs> in the 10-minute time frame? Because they get their classes back-to-back sometimes, right? And I'm like, yes, the campus, you can walk across campus in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they really, you can't really picture that. Even, uh, like, watching it virtually, you're like, I can't really, like, you know, uh, Jerry said, like, I, to scale, yes. it's nice right. in mind of, like, how far it really is it. Yeah. yeah. Another yeah. question that we do get a lot is, after those tours or before the virtual <laughs> tour, they ask us, um, is there any way that I can schedule an in-person mm-hmm. tour, like, for me and for my family? Mm-hmm. So a lot of students do still want that in-person experience to get to know the campus before they actually take classes, uh, just, again, to be familiar with it, and so they won't feel nervous when they actually, when it comes to that first day of class, mm-hmm. and, you know, they just want to be a little bit more familiar. So they do schedule a lot of in-person tours um, before that, before they actually get to see that virtual tour. Yeah. I think it's very important. I think uh, one thing that my group always tells, like, the students that we get mm-hmm. in the orientations is... Um, like go once you have your schedule ready, go yes. before your classes start, yeah. like the week before, mm-hmm. and kind of just go like, okay, this is my first class, and then from here I'm gonna go to here, and <laughs> yes. then from here. so you can kind of like yeah. know your way. Because also like seeing it in a screen, it's like it happens sometimes with I haven't like I am already on this campus, right? But with other things, like you see something on uh, on a screen like of a place. And then you get there and everything's like, yeah, yeah. Another common comment is every all the buildings look the same, and I'm like, yeah, but they do. I mean, that, that's the point. They yeah. teach that everything is uniform and symmetrical, yeah. but but yeah, it does get confusing when you're. Although 
Edinburgh for sure. If you're on the Edinburgh campus, as long as you stay on that covered walkway, <laughs> you'll eventually get to the You'll get there. I've seen those flags like three times. Yeah, I think that's a cheat <laughs> for the Edinburgh campus for sure. No, for sure. But also the in-person tours, it is much different than the virtual because, you know, you get to oh. miss all the details. Uh, also, our tour guides, you know, they tell you all these stories. I know uh, Crystal was mentioning some of the things that oh. happened around campus and the backstories to all these buildings and stuff and all the little details that sometimes you can't see through a computer screen that's blurry and stuff. Yeah. So we're very excited for students to go ahead and come in campus and, you know, get to experience. Yeah, just the feeling, right? Like seeing it on the screen is much different. Yes. Being here like in the morning with the birds chirping. <laughs> yes. Having to wake up to go there. Yes. Kind of <laughs> to have to wake up and make this oh. drive. Or, or find parking and get from the oh, yeah. dance uh-huh. ball uh-huh. and just be like, okay, I'm going to do this on these days. Yeah. Very cool. See the squirrels too. Yes! All oh, the squirrels! And the cats! It's really cute. And if you're in Brownsville, the ducks. There you go. The wildlife this I was going to ask so, students that are watching this and they're already scheduled mm-hmm. for an in person orientation. What should they know? What should they wear? What should they bring? Yeah. It's 100 degrees outside. Yes. So. <laughs> um, definitely comfortable shoes. Um, I would say comfortable clothing as well. Just wear, wear, wear what you want, of course, but um, we're going to be moving. Um, so you will be splitting up. A lot of, you know, most of our sessions, we're trying to keep it as limited as we can so that we're not moving so, so much because it is hot. We understand. We're in the valley. We, we know our area. Um <laughs> But you will, there will be walking. And then the, there will be, one for sure, one uh, campus tour. So that will be a definite routing around the campus, mm-hmm. um, whether you're on Brownsville campus or the Edinburgh campus. And so comfortable shoes would be the, the one thing. The to, number one. Thing. The number one thing to bring. Um, water. If you have water, uh, we'll, we're going to be providing water bottles and the, some of the swag stuff that we're going to get you. <laughs> um but definitely bring something to refill and rehydrate. Uh, the university is great about having hydration stations. So everywhere you go, there's a water fountain that you don't have to dip your, uh, your water bottle into. <laughs> there's sensors. You can just tap it, and then the water comes out. So that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good plus at the university as well. Um, it'll be from 10.30 to uh, 4 p.m., so make sure, again, you're going to be here all day, and we are providing lunch. Yes. Um, so <laughs> be hungry. <laughs> um, you'll get a bag. Yes, a, a drawstring bag, a water bottle. We also have lanyards for you guys. Um, and we have, like, pens and stuff for you guys just to get started for your, with your school supplies. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're super excited to provide the students with that. We're also going to see if we have some T-shirts for you guys and later mail out another one. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of and there, stuff. Um, there is going to be uh, a tour right after them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A tour will be included as part of the of the orientation. That's great. Yes. It is going to be optional from 4 to 5 p.m. But again, we are going to strongly... Oh, it's going to be from 3 to 4? Yeah, 3 to 4. 3 to 4 p.m. <laughs> but again, we are going to strongly encourage students uh, to attend that tour so that they can get more familiar with campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Without spoiling anything, what should students look forward to in terms of like programming, <laughs> group sessions, stuff like that? So it'll our programming or the sessions will be very similar to what we're doing with our uh, online orientation um, because, of course, we want to make sure that even though we're it'll be a lot more exciting if you here in person, yes. we do want to provide the same experience for both our students that are deciding to take their, their orientation online and then coming in in person. So the, the sessions will be very similar. Yeah, um, we're going to include good. some, uh, we're going to have our involvement ambassadors come and speak to our students about getting involved on campus, the different clubs and organizations that we have available here. We're also going to have the Career Center come in, show them a little bit more about how to use Handshake and applying for jobs at the university, uh, learning about work-study, direct wage, and we're also going to have our TRIO program, which is like a federal outreach program. We're going to have them present to the students as well. Uh, and of course, they get time with the, the FYA group. Yes, and the of course. I mean, that's the A big part of the orientation is spending some time with yes. these students uh, and learning about their student experience and, and all of the knowledge mm-hmm. that you guys have to share, of course. Um, and the big kickoff of course is the welcome so uh, we do welcome you to UTRGV uh, and we introduce you to some of our pride and traditions and some of the campus or the campus events that you can look forward yeah. to in the fall semester or in the spring because going forward <laughs> um, that's that's what they can expect on an orientation day yeah. of course a tour <laughs> yes a tour as well. mm-hmm. some exercise yes <laughs> that's for uh, the <laughs> I did not sign up for cardio without you guys are welcome. <laughs> and I guess this is like a weird question, but like you say you've worked at Utility for like 13? So I uh, I am a legacy alum, so I did come to the university. Uh, I was a freshman, or I went to my orientation in 2008, and I fell in love with the university. Um, and so uh, I've been here for 13 years at the university, but professionally... Uh, I've been the orientation coordinator since 2015, nope, 2017, 2017, the orientation coordinator. So in your whole history at UTRGV and I guess like the past institution, like this, has there ever been a shift like this, like in terms of COVID? Has there ever been a moment where something like this happened? No. So this is- <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think of that. I think the biggest change that we had to orientation from when I came to orientation was that it was a two-day orientation, so we had mm-hmm. to come to campus mm-hmm. twice, um, which was, I guess, like a little bit of a of a time constraint, especially when because I came really early. I was one of those that was like, I have to go to the earliest <laughs> orientation. <laughs> um, and so... But having to be here twice or driving over here twice was a little bit of a burden. But we then switched it over to a one day where we were able mm-hmm. to do a lot. And that's where we had the, the group advising. And now we're still at a one day with just the advising component on a different day. But that's only, again, 45 minutes of your day compared to an entire day on campus hoping to see when you see your advisor. So mm-hmm. we've done a lot of little changes but never have had to yeah. go fully online. Um, we've had... Uh, and we still now have an orientation system, so an online system that our students are getting more or additional UTRGV information through. Uh, we've had that for about five years, um, but primarily we were using it for our students that are international or out of state that couldn't fly down okay. just to come for orientation. We'd accommodate by giving them that, but that used to be like a if you need it, yes. and now it's a yeah. everybody yeah. has to do it. <laughs> So that that actually having that component actually helped make it slightly 
easier. It was not easy whatsoever to switch, <laughs> but uh, it was it was a benefit of already having that system to mm-hmm. be able to help our students. I think in the past when we talked to other departments about like their shift to because of COVID, mm-hmm. it's like a how do you say it? It's like a silver lining because all these re- like COVID has kind of taught us that these things can be done in person and like in terms of this when we interviewed the student union they were saying like yeah virtual events because of covid now we're like placing a larger emphasis on it because Mm -hmm. there's like students who you know might like tackle with disabilities or like they may just not be able to be on campus due to being in another state and like they're like we're happy that um covid kind of taught us like hey, it's great to have in-person stuff, but it's also important that, like, you emphasize, um, like, a large group for, like, your virtual students. Mm -hmm. So, like, I see that kind of with the orientation. Like, now, as students that want to be in-person, and it's going to be encouraged by the university, of course, to now be (laughs) in-person. But now, like, if there's a student that, you know, might not feel comfortable, might just have, um, like you said, like, the foreign exchange students and stuff like that, like, now they'll be able to have, like, a spot that's maybe more developed because of right. COVID and there might have been like there's not a large shift. So yeah sorry. because again we did have the, the the orientation system but there was no there was lots of videos which again we still have <laughs> but we the biggest thing that we wanted to do this year um, that was different was making sure that we had a live virtual zoom welcome like so that people could see us and we were live and we were real people and not just the video of like Mm. this is my script and this is what i'm supposed to say to you but just real engagement the interaction between the students and of course the orientation leaders gurus and our faculty also this whole online virtual um thing that's going on it also gives students more flexibility Uh, i know also if there's clubs and organizations uh, they're, they're able to meet like bi-weekly through virtual meetings. There's also in-person meetings, but it also gives students that time uh, to actually be able to do all these things without having you know to show up in person. But again, we are super excited to have in-person orientation because the experience is, I mean, incredible. <laughs> Basically, you get to meet a lot of new people actually face-to-face and see that there's actual humans in front of you and not just a computer screen. Yeah, we were just talking about it before the podcast, but it seems like a lot of us remember, like, our orientation leader. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. And, and yeah, it's just, a, it's just a really cool experience. It's yeah. like when you're at home and you're, like, on assist and you, like, see your degree and you feel so alone and you're like, oh, my God. Like, and, like, like it's different. But when you go in, in person, you're with other people. You're like, I'm stressed. I'm stressed, too. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> We gotta do this. Like, we gotta, we yeah. gotta graduate. And it's just, I have friends from that I met for my first orientation that like I don't talk to, but like I see them on Snapchat and Instagram, mm-hmm. and like I'm like, oh my god, like they're taking that class. I took that class like last semester, and it's like you don't feel so alone. So I did want to ask if there's like a checklist that students should have like either accomplished um, by the time that they go to orientation. So like if there's any paperwork or meetings that they may have to take care of, like is there anything like that before? So. Definitely to attend an orientation, <laughs> you have to go to advising first. Please don't miss your advising session. I'm talking to you. Um, yeah, so um, you're, during your advising, you do get registered for classes. So we want to make sure that, that that is something that we get out of the way. And then you can enjoy, you know, meeting people. And you're not really worried about like, oh, my God, am I do, do I need 15 hours? Do I need 12 hours? Like what? Mm-hmm. You get all of that done before. Um 
Another uh, thing that uh, you definitely are going to need before starting classes in wind rotation, getting your meningitis yes. vaccine. We really push for students <laughs> to try to get in their meningitis vaccination record before orientation. So guys, please turn in your meningitis <laughs> as well as your TSI scores so that you won't have any problems registering for classes. So. Yeah, those are those are the biggest things. Other than that, um, once you're at orientation, you're ready. Like we're ready to meet you. We're ready to engage. Time to make friends. Um, it's the it's the registration part that sometimes is mm-hmm. you got some dismissive documents oh, for sure. Okay. Meningitis is the biggest one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that happened to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like leave early. Yeah, yes. but we do uh, we do try to get that. Um, we're we're working to see if for these in person orientations because it is something that we would have offered. In the past for in-person orientation is uh, have our student clinic come out and uh, provide the meningitis vaccine. And so that way you don't have to pay for it out of pocket. You can add that charge to your student account. And then once your financial aid kicks in or any other fees, you can pay for that later and not at the moment. Um, And we're trying to see if possible to also, if you already have your meningitis vaccine, if they can um, also provide the COVID vaccine. And if you wanted to do that as an option, um, that would be something that we're looking forward to possibly um, offering for these in-person orientations as well. That's so cool. Um, do we have like maybe a time, like when that would get approved? Like we, uh, we need to see what. Yeah, for the the context <laughs> that we have to see when it'll get approved. It'll be fine. But we we will promote it if it's available during your in person orientation that you may have signed up for. It'll be a part of the email. Like come prepared because yes. you will possibly have this option. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're, you know, for whatever reason, you, yeah. you need to get ready <laughs> mentally prepare uh, for a shot, uh, then, then we will definitely we'll let write you that on there. Yes. Mm-hmm. We'll let them know beforehand. Mm-hmm. Oh, how fun. I'm <laughs> really excited. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, if anyone has any other comments, but I think we actually, like, address most of um, what we wanted to talk about in terms of um, in-person orientation. If you're a vaquero and you're coming along either this <laughs> semester or in the future, um, just know that UTRG is doing everything we can possibly do in terms of um, making orientation suitable for you, either yeah. it be in person or, um, you know, at home in, in Zoom, because that's what we've been doing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We love it. Like, we, yeah, like, that's also a valuable um, asset. But other than that, Crystal, Aisa, thank you so much for joining us here uh, for the First Year Experience podcast. We're so happy you could make it in person. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think um, this is uh, this is a start of something great and a return back to normal. So yes. um, thank you so much once again. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Maybe after orientations are over, we can talk yes. about how it went. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Enjoy Bye, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>